Welcome to Deborah Byrne Psychology Services Podcast. I am Deborah Byrne, a psychologist and your host for today. In my podcasts, I talk about a wide range of topics, including relationships, parenting, education, disability, mental health, and the most important topic I consider of all, self-care. I like to keep it informative and practical so that you can become empowered. This podcast is for adults and is for informational purposes only and should never replace your regular therapy sessions. Episode 107. What is hoarding disorder? A hoarding disorder is where a person collects an excessive amount of items and stores them usually in their home. They can acquire a vast amount of items which may result in a collection of what has become an unmanageable amount of clutter. The items themselves may be of no monetary value, but the person cannot let these go. Hoarding disorders are challenging to treat as the person involved may not see it as a problem. Plus, they may have little awareness of its effects on their life or their loved one's lives. The person when they realise they have a problem, may then be reluctant in seeking help as they feel ashamed, humiliated or guilty about it. It is very important to encourage those with a hoarding problem to seek help, not just for health and safety reasons, but also as their problem can be related to other issues as well. Loneliness and possible mental health problems often go hand in hand in this situation. Not to mention this isn't a problem that will go away if left untreated. There are often underlying issues involved. What are the symptoms of hoarding disorder? Some typical symptoms. 1. Keep or collect items that may have little or no monetary value. 2. Find it hard to categorise or organise items. 3. Difficulties making decisions. 4. Struggle to manage everyday tasks. For example, cooking, cleaning and paying bills. 5. May become extremely attached to items. 6. Refuses to let anyone touch or borrow the items. 7. May have poor relationships with family or friends. Hoarding can start in teenagers, but become more noticeable with age. It affects around 1 to 2 people in every 100. Typical items people may hoard. 1. Newspapers and magazines. 2. Books. 3. Clothes. 4. Leaflets and letters. 5. Bills and receipts. 6. Containers, plastic bags and cardboard boxes. 7. Household supplies. 8. Animals, which they may not be able to look after properly. And 9. Data has become common as also. This is where someone stores huge amounts of electronic data and emails that they're extremely reluctant to delete. Hoarding is considered a significant problem if the amount of clutter interferes with everyday living. The person may become unable to use their kitchen or bathroom and cannot access rooms in their home. The clutter is causing significant distress or negatively affecting the quality of the life of the person or their family. For example, they become upset if someone tries to clear the clutter and the relationship suffers as a result. Why someone may hoard? This is not fully understood and may be the result of other issues, such as mobility, where the person has no help in clearing out the clutter or learning disabilities, or mental health problems, such as 1. Severe depression, 2. Anxiety, 3. Dementia, 4. Psychotic disorders, such as schizophrenia, 5. Obsessive compulsive disorder. But sometimes hoarding is a condition in and of itself, and may be the result of self-neglect. These people 
also are likely to one live alone two be unmarried three they could have had a deprived childhood four the person may have a poor relationship with other members of their family five there could be a family history of hoarding six the person may also have grown up in a cluttered home seven never learned to prioritize and sort items some of these people affected may hold strong beliefs such as i may need this some day or if i buy this it will make me happy others may be struggling to cope with a stressful life event or the death of a loved one it has to be remembered that attempts to discard things often bring up very strong emotions the objects often have strong sentimental value not often evident to others the result of throwing something out can feel overwhelming so any treatment will need to take this into account what's the difference between hoarding and collecting many of us collect items and this is not considered a problem so what is the difference well a collector usually organizes their collection and makes it easily accessible while a hoard is usually very disorganized takes up a lot of room and makes rooms and items inaccessible to others and to themselves why hoarding disorders are a problem some of the problems associated with hoarding can include other than mental health one it can take over your life making it difficult for you and family members to get around the house two it can cause work performance issues three personal hygiene suffers four relationship problems five it can cause a reluctance or inability to have visitors or even allow essential repairs to be completed six it can isolate and cause loneliness seven there can be a risk of fire and blocked exits in the event of a fire eight it can cause trips and falls our items can fall over or collapse on people if kept in large piles how to help a family member who is hoarding remember you can't do this alone hoarding disorder requires professional treatment and you will also need help and support one if you think a family member or someone you know has a hoarding disorder try to persuade them to see their gp and get referred to counseling it may not be easy as someone who hoards may not think they need help two try to be sensitive about the issue and emphasize your concern for their health and well-being three reassure them that nobody is going to go into their home and throw everything out four it is not a good idea to get extra storage space or call in someone to clear the rubbish away as this will not solve the problem and the clutter often quickly builds up again five remember you will need help too if you live with a hoarder access counseling and support from your gp or you can self-refer also how hoarding disorders are treated treatment can be difficult but not impossible it normally involves cognitive behavioral therapy and if necessary antidepressants during therapy the therapist will help the person understand the underlying issues plus support the person to clear away the clutter but the therapist will not clear out the clutter for the person it is important that the person takes responsibility for decluttering their home and is not forced to do so regular therapy sessions over a long period of time may be necessary and include some home-based sessions working directly on the clutter it will require motivation commitment and patience over a period of many months to achieve the treatment goal this goal is to improve the person's decision-making organization skills help them overcome urges to save and ultimately clear the clutter one small step at a time treatment of other if any mental health conditions 
will also be treated at this time. At times, the other conditions may need to be treated first before the hoarding disorder. Work with me. Remember, you are allowed to ask for support. No one is an island. If you need extra support, then you can also work with me. We all struggle with stress and overwhelm from time to time. If you find this has become a problem for you and you need some support, then schedule an appointment with me. There is a link in the original blog. There are links to many helpful blogs, podcasts and videos in the original post. And I'll leave a link to it in the description below. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. This podcast is also available in a blog format, which you can access at www.debrabrownpsychologyservices.com. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to this podcast, follow me on social media at DB Psychology, or subscribe to our mailing list, which is full of freebies and keeps you up to date on the latest blogs and podcasts. Be sure to tune in next week 